0: The information contained within this podcast does not consider your personal circumstances and is of a general nature only. You should not act on it without first obtaining professional financial advice specific to your circumstances. Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm here this morning with Paul Atherton. How are you, Paul? I'm really well, Tim. That's good to hear. Now, I've been hearing a lot about money managing, and I was just wondering if you could explain to me perhaps how I could become a money manager. Yeah, I guess I I do hear this a lot. And um, so I have, I guess, seven major thoughts or rules on following to be your own money manager, mostly because it's it's not easy. And I think when you first go into it, you, you need some guidance and some structure. And uh, so the first rule is um, somewhat cheekily, I say, don't do it now honestly it's it's very hard money managing your money um, investing and I'm not saying do nothing because that's actually worse, but uh, um, what I mean is don't do it is get some help because I really do commend the attitude of taking command of your own money and being interested that's that's absolutely important but when you enter with no experience into the world of investing and stocks and bonds and ipos and commodities and currencies derivatives sort of you get the picture it's a complex world Um, but i'm absolutely not saying do nothing because that's an even worse decision like well so doing nothing is a decision it's a decision to do nothing and that's the worst but when you venture into the world of um, investing and managing money i would seriously seriously try and get some help and I'm not talking about your uncle that has a hot tip or, you know, maybe a friend who thinks they're fantastic at, um, you know, at investing. Really, you need a professional. So that's why we say get a financial advisor or at least spend some time with one or perhaps a professional money manager, someone that has credentials. And I'm not talking somebody that has a couple of years credentials either because it honestly takes years and years and years to get some level of uh, competence and uh, my preferences you know seek somebody out that's a decades of positive experience um someone like myself I've decades and decades of working in uh, wall street so it, don't do it what I really mean is is if you possibly can before you go venture into this world um get some help the second there's a role this is a role that I think my all hedge fund managers share in common with me and that is It's called staying in the game. So what does staying in the game mean? Well, really you've heard of diversification and one of the reasons for diversification is is that you stay in the game because if you put all your eggs in one basket, honestly, I've actually heard people tell you to do this and that's their rationales for it. But the problem with that, if you get wiped out and this happens, people, you do make wrong bets. The best of the best make wrong bets. They make wrong decisions. Well, the circumstances change and they change rapidly. You don't want to be wiped out. Because if you're wiped out, there is no return. Well, the return is extremely hard. But if you're diversified across a a large group of uh, assets and cleverly diversified, you always get in a return. You will always be in the game. So staying in the game is fundamental to managing your money. So that's number two. Number three is, and this is also a bit tongue in cheek, but only slightly, and that's the third rule of managing your money is your first investment should lose money. Now, I'm not saying actively look for it, but if you lose money on your first investment, you will learn a very valuable lesson, and that lesson is that making money on investing and on stocks and um, is, is not easy and it is le- easy to lose money and i think if you make a lot of money off your first several let's call them investments you it actually can can have a bit of a effect on your psyche and make you think that your um you've got you've got the touch now i can tell you from my own experience um i think from the first 10 investments i made did very well and um you know, somebody, I was professional. My job was to manage risk. I was seeing traders that made mistakes. I saw it all the time. I should have been the perfect person not to fall into this trap, but I did. I thought, oh my God, I've got, that's it. I know what to do. I've cracked the code. And then, um, on one day I lost a serious amount of money. Um, and, it wasn't a terribly bad decision I made in retrospect, of course, but it was just a confluence of bad, bad circumstances. But the point is, is I put a lot of money, you know, on one position, ignoring rule number two, but rule number three, which is, you know, don't lose money. Oh, man, I just lost it in a couple of hours. And that taught me something very, very fast. And that is when you're in that losing situation, you can learn a lot about yourself and how you panic and how your emotions go. And I couldn't think of anything. I just couldn't think of what to do. I was out to dinner with my wife. I couldn't even, you know, all I could think about are stocks. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't having any sleep and this wasn't a way to live. So I quickly changed my attitude on, on my approach and no longer was arrogant. So, you know, I'm not really saying actually lose money in your first decision, but be very humble and often paranoid It's a, a healthy attitudes to bring to the table. Number four is seek out asymmetric risk. It's one of my favorites, and I always do this, is I'm obsessed for looking for asymmetry, and that simply means there is more upside than there is downside, and technically the could asymmetry works both ways. more downside than up. So you look for something, a bet, a position, a stock that absolutely has small downside, but has a lot of upside. Now, professional, the best money managers look for this. What they do is they, and often they have their ratios, they look for five to one as a classic one, as a five. So for every dollar they put down, they expect a $5 return. Now that means they can make five bets, five positions, before they even close to having a problem but they have made one correct position out of that five and they've made their money. They're back in the game. They make two, they're making a hell of a lot of money. In other words, so you search for asymmetry. Asymmetry exists everywhere. Uh, it's very good to just look for it and take your time. You know, that's part of being, I guess, humble and paranoid, but asymmetry is there. Look for it and you will you'll, you'll, really, you'll really pay for your time and investment. Number five is invest in what you know, which sounds obvious. You know, But okay, so you, you've, you've ignored me and you've decided to go on a loan, and you, but you stayed in the game and you haven't put all your money in the same basket and you're looking for asymmetric risks, but what kind of risks, what kind of positions? Well, invest in what you know. So for myself, oh, well, I, know, I know a lot. I know how to read stocks. I know how to read balance sheets. I know how to look at stocks and bonds and look at risk. But what I'm really good at is global finance, Balance sheet, global balance sheets, derivatives, emerging markets—these are my areas of expertise. What I could spend hours doing, I'm very good at that. So that's where I tend to stick to. Now, I had a friend of mine who was very good. at He was just extremely savvy. He is extremely savvy in terms of projecting technology in the future. He had a very savvy grip of management, and uh, he's a very senior managing manager now. And. He was, and this was back in the 90s, he told me, he said, it's got this great stock for you to invest in. You've got it. It's fantastic. He gave me all the information, and I honestly, I read it, I just couldn't get it. I didn't understand. I was just like, mm, it's not my game. So so I ignored it, but um, that stock was Amazon, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you missed that one, didn't you? Right out of the gate. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, very, very, uh, I mean, it must have been alive for a month or something. And uh, he's done very well off it because he never (laughs) changed. But now here's the important thing. I invested in China, right? What did I say? I'm very good at emerging markets. I'm very good at derivatives. I'm very good at commodities. Very good at global balance sheets. So I invested in what I know. So I've done pretty well too. Um, So I'm not ashamed and I'm not unhappy with my decision. You know, if you know something, just that's what you should be doing. Don't go into areas that you don't know and make sure you really know it, not sort of surface know it. Number six is stay unemotional and I think I've touched on this and, and this is important. I think it's also linked to my point above, number five, which is investing in what you know because when you really know something, you tend to be a lot less emotional about it because you're very confident. When you're not confident, you get emotional. You constantly check your position. You look for, you know, oh my gosh, you need validation for your, what your choice is. You don't need validation if you really know it. You're very confident. Check in once a year. But if you don't, you're, you're really part of the game. So staying unemotional is, is what separates the best from, from the also rants. And, um, you know, you, you should really not be kept up at night by your positions and constantly checking them. If you do that, then probably you've taken something on that you, you shouldn't have. Um, so And, and when, you do, when you're unemotional about it, you take a far more analytical approach to it you take a far more detailed analytical approach and that will pay dividends in the future. So stay unemotional. And seventh and the last one is don't churn. I think that's also part of being unemotional. You see, churning means you go in, you go out, you go in, you buy, you sell, you buy, sell, buy, sell. Um, and that, again, is what happens when you're an emotional investor and you go in and you look at the markets, like, oh my God. And that's the v- easiest way to get caught up in um, what I call, you know, selling at the low and buying at the high, which is of course the opposite of what you want to do. And churning is all about that. And churning is a sign that you're being too emotional. You don't have a grip of what you're doing. Don't underestimate the transactional costs that come with that. You know, if somebody's going to buy and sell that. There are bid ask spreads. There are transactional costs. There are money management costs with buying in and out of stocks um, or investments. So don't churn. Stay solid as, for as long as you can for long as you feel comfortable. Um, so that's my seven rules, Tim, seven rules to follow. That's great. I feel much the wiser. Thank you for that, Paul. Great, Tim. Thank you. Paul Street Journal.